Whoa. <laughs> okay. Welcome to another episode of... It's been so long, I've forgotten what we're called. <laughs> the Big Apple. The Big Apple. I was going to wait and make it seem like you were just here on your own and I, something had happened to me. That was a bit dark. <laughs> if, I, if I died, would you still do it without me? Uh, yeah, they, they talk about that on Jake and Amir quite a lot and I feel like you'd want it to go on. Yeah, but with who would replace me? Who do you think would be the best replacement? Mm. Maybe Charlie. I think Charlie is the closest <laughs> thing in my life to you. <laughs> to be Me and Charlie are the most similar position. I life. always get you confused. Like I always like, did that happen with me? Did that happen with Charlie? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I get. I I sometimes call my big brother by your name as well. <laughs> so we have right. kind of a brother sister relationship. <laughs> me and you. <laughs> But yeah, we're definitely not sisters. You don't have people who's going on about their friends being their sisters. No, no, we're no. more like brothers. <laughs> brothers. No <laughs> why. We're more like we're, we're like an uncle nephew relationship. <laughs> I'm so the creepy uncle. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the weird little nephew. Uh, I think I just think I'm the creepy uncle because of my ability to do the Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Can you do an example of it? Oh, no. Ellie realises okay. she's got a talent. It is a gift, honestly. <laughs> the voice of Hugh Jackman. It's going to come out so bad now. Les Miserables. I was about to sing <laughs> Stars, but he doesn't even no, sing that one. Give me a line that he actually sings. Um, when he's like, uh, does this go from God? <laughs> is that one? Mm, yeah, but I don't know that one. What about Bring Him Home? The Bring Him Home. <laughs> It's so good. It's as if he's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna lie. We could do a whole podcast with me as you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah. uh, but only in like this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I think I. I it. don't think I can do a Hugh Jackman talking voice. I can no. only do a Hugh Jackman <laughs> singing voice. Yeah, but to be fair, in Les Mis, he sings everything. That's yeah. why it's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we just talk about <laughs> Sex and the City in song. <laughs> can you do an Eddie <laughs> Redmayne voice in that film? No, but I, I just make it sound purely... Empty chairs at empty tables. Heart full of love. <laughs> Too far? Sounds like Kermit the Frog. Although, to be fair, if the shoe Oh, God, for shame. I don't want to live in my life. Lame is podcasting. <laughs> we, could do, we could do, like, um... <laughs> We could do like the worst. I don't care. We could do like the worst idea of all time. Only watch Les Mis over. Oh my goodness! I actually love that film, but it probably would ruin it. I mean, it is like three hours long, so that would be quite so much time. I think it's even longer than Sex and the City (laughs) Two. But it is better than Sex and the City Two. Come on, yeah, be honest. Or we could do a podcast where we do the whole of Les Mis, but purely from memory, and we try to act (laughs) it out. Awesome. Do you know, like, I think we need to slowly shape shift our Sex and the City podcast into um, Bagooly and Bird, the sketch show. Yeah, we <laughs> start putting sketches in it. Sketches that we've had ideas for since um, we were like 13. Me and the Emmy actually had fans. <laughs> yeah, we made a Facebook page. Well, we didn't actually have any sketches, but we were something of a comedy <laughs> duo. We were just known throughout our high school <laughs> as two freaky, freaky yeah. people. Oh, yeah, people didn't think we were cool. No, they just liked us for like... We were, it's kind of like how a medieval king would relate to a court jester. Yeah, we were... <laughs> like, yeah. We were just like... But I really stupid. think us calling ourselves court jesters really like puts too much like credit on us for being funny. <laughs> we weren't actually funny. We were just like too... Idiots. Weird, like we were just 
be at the back of form singing like rounds yeah. and she was one, one time someone in Man our form came, came over and was like don't be on on the sand she was like I always hear you guys singing and we at this point we were like 16 yeah like we should have been and we had to perform doing other stuff. the popular girls this anyway. is so humiliating <laughs> we didn't have to perform <laughs> we wanted to <laughs> They brought the peasants to the stage and were like, dance in your silly little costumes. <laughs> we're such peasants. <laughs> oh, oh my oh goodness. Boy. Um, what was my point? We had fans of our comedy yeah. duo. We had like 60 likes on our Facebook page, which was purely called our second names, Bagoli and Bird. Yeah, and we um, we had that picture where me and you is Bed <laughs> from Twilight. Honestly, I don't think anything sums us up more than... <laughs> I'm kind of bummed out that for Halloween, me and Harry went as Edward and Bella um, as vampires, but I re- that would have been such a good couple's costume for oh, me. Oh, that would have been so funny if we'd gone that. <laughs> you'd have to be Edward. <laughs> no, you'd have to be Edward. You know you're Edward in this relationship. <laughs> Why? Yeah, but you're tall and you have dark hair. When, when we did the Photoshop thing, I was your face was on Edward and my face <laughs> was on Bella. Yeah, because you just loved Edward yeah. so much. <laughs> Maybe we should do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've talked about that before. Every podcast, you have an idea for a new one. Oh, anyway, should we get into it? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, welcome to the Big App Podcast. You know, we should make a theme. Not even a theme tune, yeah. but just like a little, like, silly right. bit. Um, freestyle something right now. Yo, yo, yo! <laughs> That's <laughs> not <laughs> cheap. I was getting into it. <laughs> I didn't ask for a rap. I just went to sing a little you jingle. You said freestyle. <laughs> you said freestyle. Yo, yo, here we go, yo. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not going to put you on the spot like that. Maybe we'll in, we'll think of something clever and we'll insert it right here, but probably not. We'll see. So uh, this episode we watched episode six, seven, seven. Jeez, oh, good start. Uh, series one, Sex and City, entitled The Monogamists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but should we play a little game before that? I'd love to play a little game with you. Naomi's been writing stuff on a piece of paper and she's she's going to hit me with it. On this piece of paper... Do you want to explain the concept of the game first? Yeah, I was going to do that. Okay, good. No, just say it. So seeing as in all the other episodes so far, we've done quizzes of like which Sex and the City character are you, mm. which iconic Samantha phase are you, which Sex and the City man is your soulmate. I thought I'd mix it up a bit, seeing as we still have the same personalities. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to give you four random names of famous men or women, or well-known men or women. Ooh, men as well. Well, yeah, not this episode. I thought we'd ease into it, okay. but they will be introduced at a later date. And they're... It's there make up an improbable friendship group, these okay. four, and we have to decide which are the sex and the city. Okay, characters. so they're not a real friendship group. No, they're not a real friendship group. Because I was thinking you were gonna do people who are actually friends, like Monica, Rachel and Phoebe. Oh no, no, no. It's an improbable friendship okay. group and we have to see who. Okay, alright. So I'll read all the names okay. first. Go for it. Okay, the first woman we need to categorise is what if you say someone I haven't heard of? You've heard of all of these people, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I was like, obscure? <laughs> Wife of obscure 90s football. <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> the deadest. Probably. Okay. The first one is probably one of the most famous women in the world right now. Melania Trump. Ooh. Not been seen at this point for 19 days. I've got days something in my head for her. Okay. Second one. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Third one. Icon and hero of us all. Gemma Collins. 
GC. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one, skinny legend Mariah Carey. Oh, I love Mariah Carey. <laughs> I don't actually love Mariah Carey. I don't know what I said. You just, you just thought. I love jokes about Mariah Carey. I think that's what it is. Okay, let me have a look. Yeah, so first instincts, and you've got to go with the gut. Yeah. Liana Trump, blah, blah, Charlotte, Jennifer Lawrence, Carrie. She, I think that's Jennifer Lawrence could, in theory. Wait, be wait. Not, so you got to explain why is Melania Trump Charlotte? She she loves money, power, and <laughs> loves yeah. plats. Man, <laughs> I don't I don't really know how to go into it without sounding problematic. So I don't I don't want to beef on Melania Trump. You know? I think that's allowed. I firstly I don't think she's listening. Also I think she's <laughs> well, her fans she, are listening. <laughs> Who? She's had, a, she's had a lot of criticism thrown at her. I think she can take a slight swear. No, go on. Uh, yeah, she's like, oh, well, who am I to say them? I'm, don't make me say mean things about her. <laughs> who am I to say that she's with Donnie? <laughs> the Donald? <laughs> the Donster. Donald. For the money. But um, I don't know. Yeah, she seems concerned with like, maybe it's probably just part of being first lady, but she seems concerned with like outward appearances, like mm. in terms of like... Um, coming across as respectable to society and like quite yeah. like formal and it just it was gut I didn't really think it through I just yeah no no that's good that's good Jennifer Lawrence my immediate reaction was Carrie just because she annoys me in the same way that Carrie annoys mm-hmm. me but then mm-hmm. I thought maybe she could be Miranda because she's kind of like sarky and like ooh goofy yeah this is the thing I think that's interesting about Jennifer Lawrence is that she thinks she's a Miranda but she is actually a Carrie because in your expert opinion yeah because not thinks it but she's created this like public image of mm. herself she definitely has created like a p- very particular goofy sweet image for herself that but not even that sweet but just kind of like yeah like burgers yeah yeah I know what you mean Jennifer Lawrence I eat what I want yeah I fall over all the time <laughs> yeah not like the other girls so I yeah. think in that way she's like kind of Miranda but yeah she, but then I think she is actually Carrie yeah yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> pause on that. Gemma Collins. Oh, I just love her so much. I love her so I love much. Gemma you Collins. do your best Gemma Collins impression. I can do an Essex accent and we'll see if it comes out as Gemma Collins, okay? Yeah. No, I've just got a huge acne in my head. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be some kind of weird, disturbing combo. combo of what a combo. <laughs> oh my God, at the end of the day, like I've got to live for me. I am the GC. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite good. I've been loving all the memes you've been sending. Girls. Impressions podcast. A very mediocre impressions podcast. <laughs> the only two people you can do. <laughs> Who was your best impression? Because we could just launch a whole podcast where we talk about something completely ra- random, but I'm Hugh Jackman and you're... Well, I'd, I don't really think I can do impressions specific people, but I can do accents. Oh. Like I can do an Essex accent. Oh. And I can do like a Scouse accent. Mm. I see, yeah. Same, to be honest. Apart from Hugh Jackman, I'm not really good at impressions, but I, I love to... Well, I whip out the Scottish accent on nights out. Yeah, but is it good? I don't know. It could be, like, one of those things where I think it's really good. But it's actually not, like, the bit in How I Met Your Mother when uh, Ted's like, I get really good, good at beatboxing. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. Whenever, and every, I feel like when everyone's drunk, they always think they're really good at the language they learned at GCSE. No, and they're all like, no, I, I actually no, do speak Spanish. No, no, no. I actually do speak Spanish. No, legitimately, you know how I always used to say that I was good at French when I was drunk? <laughs> and I would start being like, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. Um, and you, that time when your French exchange and I was like flexing yeah. my French at her. Yeah. 
I read a study the other day that says when you're drunk, you're actually better at languages, foreign languages. Ooh. So it must be something to do with, I don't know what, but the parts of your brain that it... Whoa. Like, because maybe it's because you actually know more than you think and you're so repressed when you're sober that you don't dare to like... Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) We're all so repressed. (laughs) But yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it's true. Anyway, well, I saw <laughs> I scrolled past something on Facebook that said that. You saw that. I didn't click. Classic I got what I wanted. Left. <laughs> An interesting party piece. Something to justify your own bad behaviour. Uh, so who's Gemma Collins? I think Gemma Collins is a Samantha. Mm. Because she does what she wants. Yeah. She says what she wants. She has got more insecurities, but... She's, no, she she's doesn't quite, let them hold no, her back. No, that bit where she's like, she uh, strips down and she's in her bikini, uh, her like bikini or swimsuit and she's like standing in front of her and she was like, you will never get any of this again. Any of this again. And then she walks away like... <laughs> That's quite a Samantha-esque moment. She goes, kiss my do- designer vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that was not an Essex accent. It was a bird in Australia. <laughs> she definitely... <laughs> kiss my designer vagina. <laughs> can, you do, can you do an impression of Hugh Jackman singing kiss my designer vagina? <laughs> I'm not going to attempt that. That could be the jingle. <laughs> Just have something really disturbing. Jack for an hour. <laughs> every, every episode we should have like a five minutes where you just go Wait, off on Can you interview me? Yeah. And I'll answer. In song. song. <laughs> oh, okay. So Gemma Collins is um, Samantha. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, who's she? Uh, probably a Carey as well. The only one left is Miranda. But we don't have Okay, to in that case, I'll make Jennifer Lawrence a Miranda, even though it's somewhat cultivated, and Mariah Carey can be a Carey. Yeah, that's true. Mariah Carey is a Carey. Yeah. Carey Carey. Carey. I don't really know very much about Mariah's personality, to be fair. Oh, I've heard she's a diva. <laughs> really? I remember reading about how much of a diva she was in like Shout magazine. When yeah, I was that was like a thing. So Mariah Carey was a diva. J Lo had a big bum. And what other cliches were there? I don't know. About celebrities when we were young. Pink was the rebel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was punk. <laughs> punk as hell. Okay, we've done our little. Oh, uh, so that was the end of the game. <laughs> Next episode, Ellie can bring four people, men or women, and we can decide. I'll start thinking now. Feel free to think out of the box, outside Mm. of the current news. Mm. Maybe I'll do four men. Oh, yeah, that's quite good. Mm. We don't see gender on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, should we talk about the episode? Let's get into it. That was quite nice, because it didn't take up at, like, 30 minutes, much like our... (laughs) (laughs) painfully long-winded long although we have had the longest intro of all time <laughs> musical intro uh, okay what tell me your notes well should we do a summary of the episode first all right you do the summary of so the episode was called the monogamists and it's basically about carrie and mr big struggling with exclusivity in their relationship um they start off really in love and then well they start off like infatuated at the start of the episode and then Carrie realises in quite a grim way that Mr Big is actually seeing other people she experiments with seeing other people kind of yeah saying that she'll go home with Justin through and then at the end her and Mr Big decide to become exclusive yeah. uh, alongside that storyline there's Miranda storyline and a Charlotte storyline 
Yeah. Oh, shit, Samantha's storyline. That is yeah. just like to fill space. Samantha's one is barely a, barely a storyline. <laughs> I feel like that's almost every episode. It's like, yeah. and Samantha's banging some random. <laughs> having sex. With someone who's weird and clapped. Yeah. Um, so. Although I actually would say that the British, whatever he is, real estate agent, is not that clapped on the scale. No, he of, is actually. Of the people that Samantha no. thinks are attractive, he's not that bad. She's had worse. Uh, Donald Trump being one of the people that she thinks is attractive. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about that last episode. Well, let's not have the name brought up. Geez. Well, on the, one of the first issues of this episode, which is something that we have discussed previously, so we can just go through it very quickly, is losing touch with your friends when you get into a new relationship. Yeah. Because uh, Miranda rings Carrie up and it's like, we haven't heard from you. To be fair, it, I thought that was going to be a way bigger theme in the episode, but it's just kind of like... Kind of like a, a way in yeah. to show that she's obsessed with Mr. Big. Yeah. Her friends are quite, like, forgiving. Yeah, they just kind of laugh it off. But I suppose it's only been a few weeks. I wouldn't really mind if you dif- disappeared off the face of the planet. Yeah, but we don't live in the same city. But don't also- remind me! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whose fault is that? Well... If you think I'm going up for north of you, you're sorely, sorely mistaken. <laughs> Do you think I'm going to come back down south for you? Yeah. I'm getting used to big paying under four pounds for a pint. I'm not going to change my life at this point. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's all about the pints, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> um, but also because they're like in their 30s and they don't live together, they all live alone, I feel like it's less of a big deal. Yeah. Because it's like... It's not like we used to see each other every day at mm. school. <laughs> yeah, when is it the most, like, impactful if a friend pieces out on you and spends loads of time with them? At school, I think, because especially, like... But it at was school, when... you're going to see them every day anyway. Yeah, but what if their boyfriend is at school? Oh. <laughs> we didn't... I, I can't relate to that. That didn't happen, but... No. Um, shout out to Aoife. She, uh... She stayed strong and was pretty Yeah, she, she did. She even came to prom, even though she'd had a boyfriend for like three years by the time prom came around, she still went to prom with us rather than with her boyfriend. Yeah, that's true. She did very... Kudos. Kudos. <laughs> I know Aoife listens, by the way. Yeah. I saw her the other day. Oh, she, hi, Aoife. She listened. Thanks. That, that's our, that might be our first shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the name that we failed a few accidental we doxed her by accident <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah basically that we can gloss over that because like we said last episode yeah, we've yeah, all done yeah, it yeah, we yeah, regret yeah, it yeah, yeah. wouldn't do it again but we probably would because that's why I think what maybe what we said before is that once you've like been through that like when you've been really infatuated with someone you kind of going forward you're more forgiving of it of other people yeah i think that's true because when when you've done it when i was like when i'd never had a boyfriend i would be so raggy about such things like if you got a boyfriend and ditched me i'd be like that little (laughs) bee in apartment 23 (laughs) um but now i'm like okay fair i'll see you in a bit when it's all piped down i think it's just growing up as well you're just like realistically our friendship is not going to be rocked by this yeah sure like so then Carrie, whilst out at dinner with the girls and they're discussing this, this is a horrific situation. Oh, wow. She sees Mr. Big sat at table alone. With and she's a beautiful just been woman. going on about how like great everything is with her and Mr. Big, her friends, and she's like super infatuated and then she oh, sees him goodness. on a date with someone. And else. she goes up to him. Which this, is bold. It's 
mental I wouldn't do it no. I would just go home go home and cry and, cry <laughs> and never bring it up <laughs> surely that's but, the logical response I mean that doesn't look good on a TV show I guess but she goes up to him and she's like so I didn't realise you were seeing other people not in front of this woman but yeah barely barely yeah. Yeah. and he's like oh yeah I am yeah he says oh we hadn't discussed being exclusive have you ever had that situation where to be honest, no, not to my knowledge, maybe. But maybe you thought yeah. it was. Yeah. Maybe I've thought it was exclusive and it wasn't. But I don't think I don't think I've had that where I've been suddenly confronted with the fact that we weren't exclusive when mm. I thought that we were. Yeah, no, I've never had that as well. I think, but it is interesting because it is. I remember that being one thing when we were speaking to your parents about yeah. dating nowadays, and that was one really big difference. <clears throat> and I thought speaking to my parents as well is that like you can be dating someone exclusively but not be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. And like being exclusive is a separate conversation before but you. But to get be honest, to, like, that seems like more of a thing in like American dating culture is the idea of like dating lots of people at once. Yeah, I guess so. But then. I think in relationships, even now, like in Britain, people are like mm. still having. Yeah, but I feel like it's kind it. of framed differently. Like you could be, if you're seeing someone a lot and you're sleeping with them, mm. you'd be like, oh, we're casually seeing each other. It's on its way to becoming a relationship, not just like I'm dating loads of people to an equal level. Yeah, I guess dating lots of people just seems to take a lot of time. But what I think is normal is people like seeing each other maybe on its way to a relationship, but talking to people still. Yeah. And here's a big one keeping your dating apps oh yeah yeah that's the thing like <clears throat> deleting your dating apps to be fair time. i've had that um i maybe i have had this because um i've like looked over uh, well we hadn't called each other officially boyfriend and girlfriend but in my head it was all like completely exclusive yeah. and stuff and uh they still had their tinder app on their phone there we go and i was just like mm, i was confused by it yeah i think there's that, that's like a big thing of like that's a Milestone your relationship yeah. deleting Tinder. Yeah, I feel like. Well, I've had a situation where I've got into a relationship with someone, and it's just like naturally we both seem to just phase out yeah. other people, but have also, I guess, had to had to have that conversation. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> I guess the reverse has happened to me. <laughs> with. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that we were supposed to be exclusive. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the thing, that's why it's so dangerous, is that you need to talk about it, but it is also a painful thing is, you've got to talk, to talk about. about it, but you don't want... I think people are scared to talk about it too early, because it does seem... Because, to me, boyfriend and girlfriend sounds really intense. Yeah, that's like a big commitment. Yeah, being exclusive doesn't sound that intense. It's like, yeah, I'm just focusing on one person. But there's no way you can really assure that the person you're seeing doesn't invest time in anyone else unless you commit to them in some way by yeah, being like true. this is a thing this Do is a relationship it's because our generation is scared of commitment so we have to like have it in phases yeah i think i yeah i don't well, know i guess sex I think, wasn't our generation I think was it what what can happen is i think the labels of boyfriend and girlfriend maybe i'm just being really like cynical but i think they can ruin or like dampen the like exciting beginning stages of a relationship where you kind of like that things are uncertain and you don't want to feel the need to put the, that kind of like mm. security and boundaries on things but you just you just hope that they're fo mainly focusing on you and not like because I just think there's a long period of time where I would want 
wouldn't want them to be banging around yeah but i wouldn't be ready to call them my boyfriend yeah but then don't you think there's a situation where you could get in with someone where you were like so excited to be like i can't oh yeah i've had that boyfriend i've had that too but i think sometimes the reason why people shy away from that is because it can it can feel too serious Mm. i guess that with carrie and big's relationship it does play into a big like gender stereotype of like women want to be exclusive yeah. and men don't but then the uh, Miranda and Skipper thing that we'll get onto later really yeah. goes but then again the I don't opposite. even think with Carrie and Big it, I don't particularly read it as Big really wants to still be slutting around I read it as he thinks he can like he, he, they haven't had that conversation so he's being almost like opportunistic and then when she asks him yeah, he's, he's kind of right. like yeah okay let's be exclusive so what Carrie says about Big is that she's when she finds out, she's like, do men have an innate aversion to monogamy? This is dark. Like, I don't like <laughs> to think about that kind of thing. Why? Because it depresses me. Because there are, are, there are innate biological reasons why that would be more true. Um, I heard that... To be honest, I heard the opposite. <laughs> Because, do you want to know something that I heard that was interesting about that? About monogamy. It's about, if you're listening, be warned, orgasms. (gasps) So, like, the reason that after a man has an orgasm that he feels really sleepy and falls asleep and then a woman after an orgasm, like, feels more awake is so that she can carry on and then, like, like, biologically, like, have sex with other people so that there's more chance of her getting pregnant and being able to continue the species. Whereas a man's done his part, so then he just falls asleep. Yeah, but what what biological reason is there for a man to um, be in a relationship? True. None. Yeah, whereas there is for a woman. It's like, because you're lumped with a kid and you want to persuade someone to stay with you to look to like provide. Yeah. Whereas yeah, men, maybe. in theory, men just want to spread their seed and carry on their lineage as much as possible. Yeah, but I feel like we're confusing it because then why would, like, a man only... I don't think it's biologically evolutionary that a man would provide. I think that's also societal. So I think, like... Mm. Well, it probably was biologically evolutionary, but I think people hark back to that too much. I think, like, things have changed, thank God. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, none of this means... That, that doesn't to mean to be the case anymore, does it? Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Monogamy goes beyond that. Because humans aren't animals, we are also interested mm. in, in love, and men and women... I would say are equally interested. Yeah, I think in there's being in a loving clearly, relationship. clearly, there is something to be said for monogamy. Like there might be something to say for like non-monogamy, but there is something to be said for that partnership, especially in terms of like child bringing up. Yeah, there's something to be said for it, and I feel like that's not something that just women benefit from. I think lifelong partnerships can be something that benefits everybody. Yeah, definitely. But, um, if I had to say one gender would be more inclined towards a reluctancy towards monogamy, it would make sense biologically that it was the man. I and that's kind know. of great to say. I really don't know. I think that it we there's no way of being able to tell that without society. Mm. Like, we can't separate what society has taught men for centuries. Can I ask you a question? This is going to be like a really... This is, podcast is going to go deeper than okay, anyone. Sure, of your friends... Does it like does it ring true that they're typically the ones wanting more and the men wanting less? Or no, I say I would honestly say probably 
uh, I would probably say about 60 40 the mm. women want it more yeah but I guess I guess this is the thing is we don't have to decide whether this is innate or no. whether it's society either way this is a situation that we're in yeah where it does tend to be women yeah. more. but <clears throat> I think it also depends at the stage that people are at in their lives mm. as well also people that are in like non-heterosexual relationships there's lots of differences there as well mm -hmm. like people of all genders in different kind of relationships that really messes with what we're seeing as like mm. kind of like the binary of those things that's but, true but i honestly think it depends more on a big decider at least is your relationship history mm. and like the type of person that you have been with before if you have been with someone before yeah yeah I don't know, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's you don't want to make it seem like, oh, obviously Carrie wants to be because she's a woman. But then again, that is a society that we live in. Yeah. It's true, but, but maybe part of that is because being single and being sexually liberated is harder as a woman than it is oh, as yeah, a man. Oh, yeah, definitely. So there are kind of like certain societal pressures that make being a single woman more complicated mm, than yeah. like there is more guilt involved and I don't think that's an innate thing that we oh yeah I don't really believe that we're like so like pro-monogamy innately as a woman that we don't function well when we try and like exist sexually outside of that yeah definitely. I think that doesn't really make much sense to me I think it's much more likely that it's kind of a societal like guilt and stigma that's put on women but. I certainly agree I think that to some extent not really a stigma but to some extent you could see why it might be a bit harder to be a straight man who's really is interested in monogamy and having a relationship mm. it might be a bit harder to find but it's not the same like would you wait there in comparison like, to what in comparison to being a woman who's not looking for a relationship I mean, like, I think I think it's maybe because we have a stereotype of, like, mm. all men want is to sleep around. Yeah. And if you don't want that, then that's kind of, like, embarrassing. But then again, there isn't, like, a whole slew of pejorative words oh, against yeah. men who want relationships, but there are against there women is, well, who want kind sex. Of is, there kind of is. There's, there's, but I think it ends up being, like, the woman ends up bearing the brunt of it. Like, or not, like, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, men who, like, exist in, like, circles of like single men and then one mm. of them settles down and they get like told that they're whipped and, like, i hate that <laughs> just i hate it so much it's i hate so that angry. it's so derogatory it's like so it's so angry. like insulting. imagine if you were like i'm gonna go call my boyfriend when you're in a relationship but i was just like you are whipped you're like wow he's <laughs> yeah and the reason that whipped is a joke is because it's like funny that the woman has the man under oh, control oh wow because the woman the, could have the power that is so like, hilarious yeah like it should be the way that the man has the power yeah, that's funny like, oh look how inversed it is against one. you should be whipping her <laughs> <laughs> i've so never thought about that before but that is kind of fucked up like that's why it's a joke yeah yeah that is i hate that yeah that's true it is a real thing of like if you want to settle down it's like, like and house. I'm just like <laughs> don't want to go on an anti-men rant but no, I was just thinking about how like if I felt that you were behaving in a way that was like whipped in quotations yeah. to your boyfriend I would be like I would like tell you I'd be like oh like don't just like let let him like you know have his way all the time like don't be his, at his beck and call mm. I wouldn't be like you're whipped you wouldn't be like lol <laughs> lol where are your balls yeah <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it is 
just another example of toxic masculinity in our yeah, culture. It, yeah, the whole like it's the idea that f- f- um, being in a relationship with a woman and like having to sometimes choose to spend time with her instead of the lads Ugh. is like they treat it as if it's emasculating. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah definitely. That's and like, oh, you're gonna stay in and watch Sex in the City with your girlfriend. Yeah, put on a face mask. <laughs> but it's like women are expected to be involved with men's activities. Yeah, and to like go into their and and are expected to compromise and be a part of their life. And yeah. that's not an example of them being whipped on like yeah. because that's their role as a f- woman. Mm. It's oh. pretty messed. <laughs> we really get into it. Um, so the idea, like, it's interesting that so this show was made obviously. Uh, in 1999 mm. <laughs> we looked it up and I've already forgotten yeah. um, but uh, Stanford says we're approaching the millennium and monogamy is going out of fashion again he was like monogamy was fashionable for a while in the 90s and yeah. now it's going out of fashion again but it's interesting that that was like almost 20 no <laughs> like, yeah almost 20 years ago almost 20 years ago and they were talking about monogamy going out of style and we act like it's a like- really mille- millennial thing to uh, be polyamorous and yeah. polygamous and <laughs> I feel like that hasn't really happened though like monogamy hasn't gone out of style as much as I thought it would have I don't know because I feel like it's way more normal or at least I think in the past few years to be in an open relationship that's a lot true. more accepted true yeah that's true like because you could even see friends with benefits kind of thing as a form of yeah definitely I non-monogamy think, I think it's probably a like a mix of different factors in that like um people are more like sex is more made more casual yeah and like it's easier to have casual sex without repercussions i just don't i don't know that many people who describe themselves as polyamorous no i think polyamorous is quite different because it's more of like a you have long commitments yeah with different people yeah uh but then whereas like people who are in an open relationship or are seeing people non-exclusively or friends Would you ever be in an open relationship? I honestly, I've thought about this a lot. Cool. I honestly do see the logic in it. Like, mm. it's kind of like, or even this is like what some polyamorous people describe as their experience, is that they have like a partner, long-term partner, but they don't feel like they own the other person's body, so they don't dictate like what sexual experiences that they mm. might have just because you have connection with someone doesn't necessarily mean that they shouldn't have like sexual connections with someone else I can see because like it makes sense because say you wanted to have loads of emotional connections which obviously some polyamorous people do and I yeah. just think whoa that's a lot to balance it's a lot it's, it's a big time so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like that makes sense that we only invest emotionally in one person because it's a lot but like there's not really much like sexual monogamy like there's i think you can make a lot of arguments against it i agree i just wouldn't so sometimes when i'm feeling really like bold and brash i'm like yeah i could do it i could have an open relationship and just like be in a great relationship with someone but not care if they slept with someone else Mm. casually but then the jealousy in me starts yeah Yeah, you've got to be realistic because in an ideal world no one would be jealous and it would be but also, I think. But some people just tr- don't have brains. Have brains that don't get jealous. Yeah, and those are the which people I that manage. I know that I admire it so much. And I think also some people just manage to train themselves to not be jealous, to just get over the idea that you own someone's body. Yeah, definitely. Which I think is great. I yeah. think yeah. I think I would ideally be in a 
not ideally, but I think I would be in an open relationship. Maybe like if it was, I think I would do it if I was in a very committed relationship, then I would open it up. Yeah. And then have the ability to close it again. Whereas I'm not sure I would start a relationship as I Yeah, because I think it would be hard to... It would be harder. It would be hard to forge an emotional connection because I think there would be a sense that, you know, exploring other sexual options in the beginning of the relationship could kind of derail the relationship. Now, here's the hard thing that I think that I don't want to sound like a Puritan here, but Mm. uh, it is sometimes quite hard to separate like getting involved with someone sexually and getting involved with yeah. them emotionally because like so for I think example, that's the reason I wouldn't do it yeah. like in theory I could say like oh I could probably get over it and but you don't you could never be fully in control of the fact that you and your partner would only have purely casual non-emotional ex- sexual experiences yeah because so an example of someone that I know is that so they were involved with someone who was in an open relationship. And this open relationship, the rules of it were, don't do anything emotional, mm. don't get emotionally involved. That's quite vague. <laughs> which is quite vague because it's like, okay, so if we say that sex is purely sexual, mm. what about kissing? Because kissing about, can be emotional. What about, what about watching cuddling? <laughs> what about stroking their hair? What, what about, about making them laugh? What about looking into their eyes? Like, I know All that, of those things make sex better, don't they? Like, um, yeah, sex because you have to have some form. Well, you don't have to, but it's, it's like you haven't seen the Handmaid's Tale. But in the Handmaid's Tale, that's like purely what sex is, and they yeah. just have to like lie there, and they both like stare differently, and they don't mm. touch except for like the sex. And it's like that's not that's what's the point of opening your relationship if you have like the yeah. deadest sex ever? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it's really difficult because it's all affection, and it's like you can't really extricate it from. Mm. Emotion. Which I'm going to say something problematic love. again. Do you think it's harder for... We did talk about this before. Do you think it's harder for women to separate it from their emotions? Because I feel like... I would say with me, it's true. Like, I would find... I wouldn't want to sleep with someone that I didn't kind of find, like, their personality attractive. Mm. And I know lots of guys who would not have a problem with, yeah. with not having a personality. Kind of I don't know about, again, I don't feel like we can comment on whether like it's a I mean, it's not really helpful to comment on it, is it? Really? But I do, think, I do think most women do find it a bit more difficult to separate emotions mm. uh, from it. And also, but I think when you said the example of like men being like, oh yeah, they wouldn't care. I think that's unfair on men as well. Because I well, I know I can think of a few specific examples where I've asked them questions and they've been like, "Yeah, I wouldn't care." No, no, I don't think I don't mean you saying that is unfair. I think, yeah, I do think that's true that lots of men are like, "I don't mm. care if we don't get on." Mm. It's a purely like physical thing. I think that is a way that they, that a position that they've been put in that's unfortunate mm. by the like essentially by the patriarchy because then it's like, but then is it like? embarrassing to pursue someone that you are really interested in Mm. is it like a given that you just exist as a purely physical being and it's hard for you to make emotional connection with people yeah i don't know i don't know but i do think that's true probably i don't think i don't think that is hard for men (laughs) i think that men can move between the boundaries of like uh hoeing it up (laughs) <laughs> and wanting to be a great boyfriend and settle down so much more easily than women can move between those boundaries. Yeah. Like, I think it's difficult for a woman... <laughs> unfortunately, it's difficult for a woman who's really, like, sexually liberated and sleeps with a lot of women. Obviously, there'll be some men who won't care, but some men, men will would. care. Yeah. And it's hard for her to make that transition transition into girlfriend material again, whereas no one ever looks at a guy who's slept with a lot of people and, like, ooh, they're not really boyfriend material, except... 
that does happen sometimes but it's normally in the extremes when they've slept with like <laughs> hundreds <laughs> of people or, the, or it's like something that's like oh they're not boyfriend material but it's kind of enticing yeah it's not and it like, never actually oh, stops gross. them from becoming the boyfriend <laughs> yeah weirdly <laughs> <laughs> yeah I definitely think yeah I guess that's true that is true and sorry I, I just like, thought you were giving men a bit too much credit oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and men don't have like the shame attached to it as well which is just like women's lot in life is just to feel ashamed of everything yeah. it seems so that's the song and i guess actually as I, I said before so basically we talk about miranda and skipper kind of a put in a similar situation in which but like reversed so miranda sees skipper a guy that she went on some dates with in some previous episodes you may remember mm. me describing him as my yeah. dream boy <laughs> <laughs> i um, thought we described him as your fashion icon <laughs> yeah both <laughs> we would be twinning we would be couple gods um and skipper's super needy but that so she dumps him essentially and then she sees him out with a woman a beautiful woman who works at Vogue and who's mm. very like cool and stylish and so Miranda calls him up and is like we should see each other again and Skipper answers Dick the phone moves. answers <laughs> the phone to her whilst having sex with this girl which is just like an unnecessary gross detail can you imagine and then dumps this girl can you imagine being broken up with whilst having sex? <laughs> I sure just don't, How do you bounce back? I would that? almost, I would almost be like, I'm glad this is so bad, so I can tell everyone, like, so I can tell my friends, because it's like so, so you bad. can go on your podcast and talk. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's so bad that it's. I like, hope that woman has a podcast event too. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> the We Hate Miranda podcast, and then so she rings up Skipper and they hang out and they sleep together again, and then she and then Skipper thinks that they're exclusive. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I ditched that other girl. Like, That's men being entitled because I don't think a woman would make those assumptions because we've been kind of... Con- oh, I'm getting too feminist. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is good. This is we've good. kind of been conditioned to like follow the man's lead on when it comes to that because we're told that the woman always wants more. Um, yeah. Then we, we have to like wait until the man wants more too kind of thing. Yeah. So do you think what it is is like... And it may... And and- whereas Skipper assumes that as soon as you know and by skipper doing that as well by immediately like assuming that they're exclusive it also makes him out to be embarrassing needy and emasculate Mm. whereas when big is like yeah we'll be exclusive it's like oh he's got the it's like oh yeah he's got the power whereas i really think skipper gets a raw deal there yeah, but I mean, Carrie and Big were dating. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and <laughs> Skipper does take it a bit too well. To be fair, he just really likes Miranda, and that's the thing. It's like at some points, like of dating, you have to like forego gender and just be like, it is humiliating to like someone who doesn't like you. Yeah, whoever you are, yeah. it's absolutely embarrassing, and you, there is a power dynamic there that that isn't related to gender overpowers any gender dynamic the person that likes is always on the back foot yeah for sure so like Carrie getting Mr Big there's a really telling moment that you gasped at as well do you remember the line no where um, Carrie's talking to Mr Big about wanting to be exclusive and he says what do you want from me oh yeah that did make me gasp that just pissed me right off. <laughs> I've just had men in my it life say true. that. To it me. rang true. Okay, let's just say. So, oh yeah, all women are always trying to get things from me. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> and that really plays into this whole narrative of like trying to tie Big's a man down. To carry is not a freaking reward. Like it's not like the mm. prize. Like 
Yeah, because her monogamy towards him is a given. Yeah. Oh, I'm enraged. Oh. Now. <laughs> yeah, and by the end of it, it's like a happy story because it's like she managed to tame him. Like yeah. she managed to tie him down. Yeah. And it's like he's freaking clapped. I'm sorry, but like oh, yeah. she should be like he should be taming her down. She's a sex columnist. She's gorgeous. She's, cool. She's interesting. He's like a weird old man who loves jazz. <laughs> oh, yeah, people that love jazz. <laughs> so do you know what someone once said to me? Well, she was the man, it was a woman. Said to me the reason I don't like jazz because I don't understand it. I don't get it. As in, I was like, I don't like jazz, and they were like, yeah, it's because you don't understand. Oh, it. I thought you said they said the reason I don't like jazz. No, 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 no. Like they said that. Too. Oh yeah, that is the worst. I, I feel like Mr. Big would say that. He'd be like, listen, kid, just listen to this. <laughs> and, she'd be like, and she'd be like, yes. Yeah, but in La La Land. Oh, no, that's the worst part about Ryan Gosling's character. No, La La I, La I didn't mind it. Maybe mm, just love was, Ryan yes, Gosling. Yes, because it's Ryan Gosling. But um, he's, he, it's okay to like, he doesn't belittle her, I don't think. He's just like, let me show you why it's great. Like, come here. And he shows her, like, a different side to it that she hasn't seen before. And she's like, okay, yeah, fair, I do like it. Like, yeah, that but, is cool. But the, then the problem with that is it doesn't go both ways. She's not like, let me show you why theatre is great. Because yeah. then he's not involved in her passion at all. What was her passion? Theatre, yeah. He doesn't come to her one-woman show. Yeah, that... Oh... I just got like, chills thinking about how he doesn't come to her one-woman show. That is so heartbreaking. <laughs> oh, my God, imagine. <laughs> imagine if I had a one-woman show yeah, but and Ryan he Gosling does try and attention. support her. He, yeah, he's, that's the thing. He supports her. He, he isn't inspired by what she's inspired by, whereas he gets her to be inspired by what he is. Because that's the whole thing. It's like he teaches her about jazz. He teaches her about jazz. She yeah. doesn't teach him about anything. Yeah, well, that's just life. <laughs> <laughs> Men fucking... Go wild to teach them. <laughs> oh my goodness, they really do what I hate. If you ever it. if you ever want a man to love you and you have no dignity or morals, just get them to teach you something. Yeah. That's dark, but it's so It really is. Like it's so it's such Oh, a, it's, I'm so angry right now. To be like, oh my goodness, teach me about that. Oh boy. Wow, okay. Should we change this? Have you ever taught a man anything cool and they've actually like liked it and been grateful? Sorry, this is getting bleak, um, but I'm trying to think. I know that there are certain, like, writers that I've introduced to men that they have then gone on to like, but probably would never admit that I was the one that showed them that first. Oh, that's depressing. Also, not in relationships, obviously, but with my brothers. I've had it so many times with my little brother where I've, like, played him a band. And he's been like, yeah, this is cool. And then two months later, my family are like, oh, yeah, Luke, this is a band that Luke really likes and he's getting into it. Have you heard of them? And I'm like, yes, I have. <laughs> But that's just probably me being also wanting to know about things first. But it is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever taught a man anything that he's well, really I going think, to? I think yes, but I don't think it's ever been... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never... I've... So many times a man has shown me his favourite film and I've had to be like... Wow, or like one of his favourite films, and they've like educated me about these films. Yeah. I've never showed a man freaking Dirt Dancing. That's my favourite film. I've never showed a man Little Women. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, but the reason I don't show men <laughs> Little Women is because it's too sacred. Yeah, I feel like maybe I shouldn't show a man Dirty Dancing because then I'd look over and I'd be like, you ain't Patrick Swayze. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had, to be fair, um, in my current relationship, um, 
Harry's pretty great at letting me show him all, all my favourite films. Yeah, that's true. It, and this is the thing which I never thought I would say. It's not all men. It's not all men. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Like, we really need to dial it back as you know. Just, yeah. I'm so, like, if you're a man and you're listening, I'm sorry. You probably feel very attacked right now. That's not what our intention was. And um, I'm just going to take a minute, cool off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? how we should cool off? Do you know what we should talk about? What? Blowjobs. Oh, I don't know if this is going to make me cool <laughs> off. <laughs> no, this is interesting. So, because I actually do have a point that uh, isn't as uh, outwardly feminist about this. Shocker. So basically, Charlotte has this like perfect boyfriend uh, in this episode. Charlotte gets into so many like, Charlotte has so many boyfriends. Right? And Charlotte loves They always have a dog. <laughs> oh, clapped. And they're always clapped. For some, yeah, he's they're really always, like, clapped. Creepy. He has no lips and he wears a weird shirt. Like, mm. Just like, ah, oh, man, terrible. This man, who's like the perfect man, and he asks her to be exclusive. But the problem with him is he keeps pushing down her head to give him a blowjob mm. whilst they're, just even whilst they're kissing. Yeah. They've kissed for like five seconds yeah. and he's straight on it. And basically the issue is that he breaks up with her because she doesn't like giving blowjobs. Yeah. And they obviously have this... Um, this like, discussion with the girls and Samantha yeah. is into it. And so is Carrie and Miranda. Yeah. Carrie's like with the right person, it can be nice. Yeah, obviously talking about Mr. Big. Yeah. Which is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's you're smug bitch. That's a part of being in a relationship people don't really talk about. It's like when your friends are like, um, no, actually I'd like to make a case for being in love. Or like the sex thing when you're in love. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> we get it, you're in love. <laughs> um, what were we saying? Yeah. So about Charlotte's boyfriend pushing her head down. Yeah, not cool. Not cool in my book. Not cool that he breaks up with her because of it. <sighs> not cool that he pushes her head down when she's clearly not into it. I think that's crossing a boundary. Um, in terms of breaking up with her because of it, I, I think... Uh, that's legit. I have to say, I agree. Yeah, I was thinking like if it was the other way around, I'd probably break up. This is why it was the other way around because recently a scandal has come out. Not really a scandal, oh, but d- DJ DJ Callis <laughs> said that he doesn't go down. He doesn't go down on women, but they should go down on him, which is obviously bad. Didn't he say because he was the king? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, makes sense. <laughs> In that case, we'll be. His poor wife, man. But that's a double standard, which is worse. Did you see the, what because the Rock it, tweeted? Yeah, and then all of these, like, celebrity men started, like, talking about how much they loved to, like, eat. Like, well done, guys. It's like, do you want a medal? Like, come They genuinely on. do. They honestly do. <laughs> they literally want, like... They get so many Twitter favorites. Imagine if like a celebrity woman just tweeted no, no. me like, how, I how many men love. have you come across? They're like, yeah, that's kind of my thing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and they always think that means they're really good. <laughs> yeah, they think they're literally like a feminist hero. <laughs> oh my goodness! This turned into a real, this turned into another male bashing session. But they do it. Oh boy, that's so annoying. And they're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a double stand. Like that is. I yeah. in myself I saw a double standard because at first I was like oh he's a dick for breaking I up do think no I still think it's dickish to like push her head yeah obviously like, no one should like I don't think that's a good move you should never like physically or manipulate physically or like however manipulate someone's boundaries in order to try and make them to do mm. something sexually because I think I don't with. well let's be clear personally I think <laughs> it should always 
I can't say this without coming across so late. But oral sex should always be a gift. But like a gift that goes both ways. <laughs> and the gift that keeps on giving. I can't. I never thought I'd be in this position talking into a microphone, talking out about oral sex. Would it help if you sang it in a. Sang- <laughs> Oh, I bet Hugh Jack would follow those men who's like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you just know. Oh, yeah. oh, God. oh God. Oh, Huey. <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, yeah, or sex, it should be treated like a gift. Like, I think there's something wrong with his attitude of entitlement of like being pushy. Because mm-hmm. it is a very intimate thing. Um, but. Like Carrie says, it's something that can be great if you're into it. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily have to be in a context of a relationship, but if you're into it, it can be great. And I think that... I've lost my train of thought. I personally... I'll jump in here and say... (laughs) If I was sleeping with someone and they were like, oh, yeah, I don't go down on girls because I just really don't like it, I'd be like, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And I know that's bad because I, like... When Charlotte was saying it, I was like, yeah, fair enough, mate. Yeah. If a man said it, I'd be like, mm, wow. Yeah. So I see that double standard in myself. I recognise it. Yeah. But I do That's think true. they're pushing their head down. I had this a fight, a full-on fight, with two of my male friends recently, one of whom is straight, one of whom is gay, about not not pushing someone's head down in order to make them go down on you, but whilst they're going down on you, pushing their head down. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like it either. Obviously, some people do. Do they? This is a fight we were having. What, like being like skull fucked? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna wee myself. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You should have be- fucking <laughs> trigger <laughs> What's that? Oh my gosh, something's going to be missing. I'm not prepared for that. What if they're at the freaking supermarket? I just throw I that almost in. fell off my chair. I'm deeply sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. But it's, I was genuinely curious as that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm kink, kink shaming. People obviously are into it. Yeah, just because you're really not doesn't mean. But I think it's. A, the thing is, some girls obviously are into it. However, I think it's probably a much smaller portion than those that do it. Oh, I should have said that in the fight. That's so true. Yeah. That's basically what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Is that like, yeah, I'm sure some people do do like it, but that shouldn't be your go-to move. Yeah. Because I think it's probably quite... That is an extremely... It's That is intense. That's aggressive. And I feel like that's... You have to assume that that's rare, that some, a girl would yeah. be into that. And I think, which this should be a given, but apparently wasn't in this conversation and maybe isn't, you just have to ask. Yeah. Like, I know maybe it's cringy to, like, ask for consent, but yeah. in the example of that, you have to ask. Yeah, Because for sure. I have had it where people have done that to me yeah. and I've, like, made it quite clear with my body language yeah. and with my words that yeah. I'm not into it and then they've done it again and it's like... Mm, Come on, horrible. dude! Like, yeah, which is that. like, which is grim. But I think that, like, I don't think that men maybe interpret that as like as grim as it actually is. Yeah, 
Because it's like, okay, you're not into it. Try it again. Okay, you're not into it. Then that's fine. But it's like, you shouldn't try the first time without asking. No, I know. Stuff like that. It's like... I it's like the Aziz and Zara thing. Like, I think... We're getting into it this episode. <laughs> I think men should respect that sometimes it's harder than you think to convey when you're not into something. Yeah. So if you give a signal that you're not as a decent man you should respect that and be like and not I don't think that should be taken lightly yeah definitely I think but like I think people definitely mm. I think men are able to interpret body language yeah but they just like I don't know I know we talked about this in an earlier episode but it's one of those things like to combat that men need to be men need to get more woke in terms of like respecting woke woke (laughs) in terms of respecting um you know respecting a woman's like giving signals that she's not into it especially if she makes a verbal signal that she's not into it like oh i'm sorry i'm not really into it to then go and try again stop yeah don't try that that is like pretty bad and women also probably need to get more woke in terms of being better at forcefully saying when they're not into something yeah it can be hard but it it can be hard, but it's got to be done. But then that's also kind of... I'm obviously taking an extreme stance, maybe, but then you can see where the hesitance to verbally say that you're not into it, you can see where that comes from. Oh, women. yeah. Because when men feel like they're being rejected or humiliated, obviously mm. this doesn't happen. This is an extreme time. example. An extreme yeah. example, they, they literally kill you. Yeah, and I don't mean... Like, by saying that women need to get better at saying no, I think that's... can easily be interpreted as like putting Victim blame lady, on, yeah, which, on you're not. which I'm really not doing but when it comes to it's obviously such a big problem you have to think about okay what positive steps can we take and I think equipping women to feel more comfortable about being like like forceful in yeah, those situations yeah. forceful to say no I think would be a really positive thing yeah. and that's not to say that anyone who because every situation is different and there of course might be you know hundreds of situations where you don't feel comfortable or safe doing that yeah and like it's never the person's fault if like they it's not you don't shouldn't be thinking oh maybe I wasn't forceful enough but if you can feel encouraged to be forceful when you do feel uncomfortable that's got to be a good thing yeah and I guess another element of that is just trying to chip away at men's entitlements so that if they if they do like which is obviously like a global huge problem that results in also extreme situations and in microaggressions every day in cells let's talk about <laughs> yeah <in-cells. laughs> that's it of like the entitlement and yeah. if you say no then the only way to respond to that is with aggression or yeah I, that's a behavior. small portion of men yeah but then i think i think a large portion of men when they're told no then they resort to like to like manipulation or to cruelty Whereas women's first thought when they said no, whether and I'm not saying this is necessarily any better for women, is to be like, it's self-loathing. Mm. And I think that's like a real way, like the way that we're yeah, taught to respond know. to rejection. That is seems really a bit harmful. overly negative towards men, I might. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Sometimes you need raining it. <laughs> Sometimes you need raining it. It's true. That's what we well, do. Do we have any final thoughts? Oh, what we're going to do is carry. We have to do the Harry being a dick in this episode. The feature oh, that we, we swiftly we, dropped. We, I don't think we ever did it. Let's bring it in. In every episode. Um, 
Well, how is Carrie a dick in this episode? I would say my example, we can each pick a mm. like in the worst idea of all time when they pick a shining light of their, <laughs> of their watch. Uh, my Carrie being a dick moment would have to be the aforementioned when she's like, well, if it's someone you really you really like, then it can yeah, be good. Raising eyebrows and it's like, oh, who, who are you talking about, Carrie? The only person you've been talking about this whole time. I, can't really, I don't think she was that much of a a dick in this episode other than obviously the whole beginning part that she ditched her friends <laughs> yeah she she came out quite well yeah she didn't what about when it. she uh, was flirting with Justin Theroux oh, we've all been there <laughs> we've all been like felt rejected and been driven into the open arms of, <laughs> of someone like that of a spiky head sunglasses wearing yeah Justin Theroux is actually paying but he looked so yeah, bad not in this yeah but what about when she calls big and is like he's here right now oh yeah now. that was dumb but was she supposed to be drunk? Yeah, it's lace light and gone, <laughs> mate. <laughs> well, in that case, I'll allow it. All right, final thoughts on the episode. Um, you got any? Where where can we see this going in the in the arc of the series? So I see it setting a precedent for Carrie wanting things from Big and Big 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 being reluctant to give them. Yeah, yeah. It to say something deep about their relationship. It's cool. like because he's so withholding. Mm, mm, I see this is going. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like it makes every kind of small kind of ground that Carrie manages to make with him seem way more precious than it should do. And yeah. I think that's the whole. It ruins her for other relationships. Like it ruin. She's not capable of accepting love that comes easily which she talks she talks openly yeah, yeah, about that yeah. that's so true and she says with Aiden it's too easy and she has this like she can't accept that because it's easy and so they, she give. can't and it's not that she doesn't like Aiden it's not that Aiden's clingy because Aiden's not really clingy they're just kind of Aiden's perfect they're kind of equals and she doesn't she can't yeah. hack it she can't handle equality because for so long she's been inferior she's been she's enjoyed the kind of the idea that she is kind of it's her mission to make this unattainable man and we can see that like this is literally how their relationship begins is by her having to convince him round yeah well there we go how depressing and the only reason the only time that it really like um, goes the other way is when in Sex and the City 2 when uh, the movie when she snogs Aiden snogs Aiden then she's like all this time I was this I was chasing after a man in New York just wanting him to sit on the couch with me and now he wants to sit on the couch and I have to go off and do this yeah now so I've got separate issues with that <laughs> <laughs> that can wait for another time who wants a Sex in the City movie special yes yeah, we would have to do it it would have to be as long as the film yeah <laughs> the moment, at the moment we're working on about three times the length of the episode is our yeah. episode's discussion so that would be quite it would have to be like a 10 <laughs> hour long <laughs> a 10 hour <laughs> we go through every tiny detail of that dying film alright are we finished so we say goodbye I'm so finished I'm so hungry done and dusted goodbye, goodbye everybody one more thing that we forgot to say is it would be really helpful for us if you could actually subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and mm-hmm. give it a review um, because we haven't asked anyone to do that yet and 
We want to get podcast famous. <laughs> we need to get that Help us. Help uh, us, please. Please subscribe and please. leave us a five-star please. review. Or I'd accept a four-and-a-half-star review. No, star I wouldn't review. accept that. <laughs> if you do that, give us reasons, at yeah. least three yeah. reasons yeah. with yeah. explanations. Yeah. I, I actually don't think my fragile disposition can handle constructive criticism. <laughs> okay, so five-star reviews only, please. <laughs> Thank you. Love you. Bye.